0: All right, here I am with Kent from Roommate. What's up, man?
1: Not much. Good to to be here.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Welcome. Well, we're going to get into uh, a track to start it off so people can hear your music. Again, this is Roommate on Radio 1 Chicago.
2: That we can blame for them.
1: I'm Kent from Roommate, and you're listening to Radio 1 Chicago.
0: Cool. Thanks for coming in, Kent. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that last song we were listening to.
1: That last song is called Secret Claw, and it is from our latest, our fourth album, Make Like, which was released uh, in June by Strange Weather Records.
0: Right. And we were just talking... uh, during that song, Strange Weather, also uh, the home of the Singleman Affair, That's who we right. were in, I, I want to say like a few weeks ago. Yeah, like or a earlier month ago in the or summer. So. Yeah, Yeah, um, yeah so it's cool to We to share see a that. guitarist and a okay.
1: sometime um, vocalist and bass player. Awesome. Sam Wagster plays in Singleman Affair and lots of great bands, Cairo Gang. He's got his own band, The Father Costume, in, and I play in that band as well. So oh, nice. we kind of, yeah. we all just sort of cross-pollinate.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a lot of that in this city as Definitely. far as musicians go. There's there's a lot of people, people to play with. Uh, but let's talk about your band a little bit, Roommates. Okay. Uh, you guys have been around for a little while. When did it all begin?
1: Well, it began as a, a solo project when I lived in New York. Um, okay. And it was just sort of a solo home recording thing for a while. But um, I self-released an EP, and um, one of its songs became a minor hit on the radio in Belgium. And that just sort of boosted my (laughs) ego enough that I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll write some more songs. And in 2004, I started um, getting other people to play live with me. And so Mm -hmm. it's been... It was a loose uh, kind of rotating cast of musicians for a while, but mm-hmm. um, starting maybe around 2007, eight, it started to solidify and, and there was more of a consistent band. And so for the for the last several years, it's been a consistent four piece. Um, if you come to see us play, you're going to mm-hmm. probably see Sam, who I mentioned, and Gillian, who's Seth Vanek plays drums and myself. Mm-hmm but we did awesome. a residency at the hideout in june and brought back a lot of i brought back a lot of the old oh, that's uh, fun. alumni and yeah. changed it up every week so um, cool so yeah i kind of try to stay in touch with past collaborators, even if they're not actively playing with us.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty neat, uh, was it like a month long thing at the hideout or it was a month long thing. And
1: that month it was every Tuesday and there were five Tuesdays that month. Nice bonus. (laughs) Well, yeah. When I agreed to do it, I thought, Oh, four shows. Okay. That's going to be a lot of work. I can handle it. And then, (laughs) and then I looked at the calendar was like, Oh no, there's five. (laughs) That's fine there was enough lead time it it was mm-hmm. a really great experience
0: and, yeah, and every really week
1: was you know was different um so
0: cool so have you been doing uh like a bunch of shows to promote this new album recently
1: no we haven't cuz I, I sort of like Put everything into that residency. Yeah. <laughs> so there were five shows in a row, uh, and the record release was the fourth of the five. Oh, okay. And then um, I've been laying low a little bit, but mm-hmm. we're playing at the Empty Bottle in a little less than a month, and then we're going to do a... We're working on trying to put together a small tour, um, cool. probably around the Midwest, mm-hmm. maybe dipping a little bit into the southern Midwest. That'll be in November, but... Um, no, we haven't been. I mean, besides the residency, mm-hmm. been sort of laying low. But I hope to. I hope we'll be playing some more this fall and next spring.
0: Yeah, uh, that's exciting. You said, yeah. what's the date for the empty bottle one? That's empty
1: bottle out. is September twenty fourth. I think it's okay. four weeks from tonight. Um, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, end and end we're opening for uh, Nick Diamonds. He cool. he used to be in Islands and Unicorns, and mm-hmm. uh, he's got some really catchy new material. I think he did the music for Serial, um, that podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. nice.
1: So he's the headliner, and we're playing first.
0: Neat. neat. Yeah. That empty bottle. Cool. So um, tell me a little bit about the album. Uh, first of all, the artwork looks pretty nice. We have the vinyl version in here in the <laughs> studio. Uh, people can't see that because it's the radio, but they can look well, it gonna up it's going to be online. on the in- That's right, Instagram, <laughs> right? Yeah, we okay. got that up on Instagram, <laughs> that picture. But... Um, yeah I'm I mean I'm sure it uh, was a long process to put all that together and do the the writing and the recording so let's start with like I guess like the writing uh, is there you know some sort of theme you're trying to go for with this or did it all just you know did you just have these songs and you just decide to compile them or
1: it, a little bit of both there wasn't I didn't start with an overarching theme but the way it tends to work is I have fragments of lyrics uh that seem like they could be interesting and then I collect enough of them that s- until I feel like oh that's actually a song those things sort of glue together mm-hmm. and um that's a single song and then that starts as there's more songs that haven't been released on other albums then I start to we start to play them live and I feel oh that that song resonates with that other song mm-hmm. maybe this is some of what's on my mind like I don't I don't sit down and write a song about a topic, but I do tend to work through, uh, I sort of lyrics end up being meditations on things that are troubling me in my own mm-hmm. life or in the world, uh, which, as we all know, is very troubled. There's plenty <laughs> to be troubled about. Yeah, and so I, I don't say I'm going to write a song about inequality or racism, but uh, maybe med- thoughts on those things end up in the songs. Right. And, and then at a certain point, I feel like, OK, these things kind of flow together. Maybe it's because we've played them live and we've realized, oh, those, those three are really nice block. Um, so with this album, it, it did work that way. Um, at a certain point, I, I realized we're, we almost have enough material for an album. And then the last couple of songs I wrote for it mm-hmm. were definitely informed by the other ones. Um, yeah. And I, I figured out the the sequencing. Before it was even finished. It was oh, neat. sort of like a puzzle. Yeah. Um, it just takes over a certain part of my brain. I obsess and obsess uh, until I realize, okay, if I can just finish this one song, then we'll have enough for an album, and then nice. we'll record. So it it was several years of just getting all the songs together. We would play them live. And then uh, I think it was January of 2013. Mm-hmm. We started to book actual sessions and um, cool. worked on it at hodgepodge over a little over a year. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that seems like a, a, a neat way to go about it. I mean, I think that's that's good. Like playing the show li- or the song live too. Like, I'm sure that informs you know a lot about how people respond or different things.
1: And that's a big difference with this album. This is our fourth album, and in the past. Um, our past albums might have a live sound, but in many cases, I would write the song, I would send the band my bandmates at the time a demo, and then we would immediately start working on mm-hmm. an album version and then then figure out later on how to adapt that for yeah. a live show um and so by the time we were playing it live, the song had evolved uh, from the recorded version in this case because it had settled into a pretty consistent band and I, and we were, you know, pretty tight live. I decided to spend some time figuring out live arrangements and work on kind of group dynamics. And, um, f- I thought that we should all arrange the songs together and really get them, uh, get their live energy right. And then try to capture that, uh, in the studio. And that, yeah, that's neat. so it ends up ended up with being a more cohesive, a uh, consistent sounding record because mm. the band was on every single track. Whereas in the pa- past albums, there might be a couple that are like a bunch of musicians. And then there's maybe one that's pretty much just me and some mm-hmm. electronic beats. Um, this one, it was that four piece I mentioned on every track, the same rhythm section, the same guitarist, and then some extra musicians here and there. So neat. Yeah, it was, I, I, uh, I think it's a pretty traditional approach to sort of like craft arrangements live and then yeah. then record them, but it had never worked that way. But I think a us. lot of
0: bands also do it the other way. You know, it's, te- it is kind of tempting almost, I think, to like, I have this song, I just want to like get it recorded yeah, and then, you know, but yeah, that I, I can see how the, you know, refining it live and the heard that other bands do that as well. Yeah, I mean, either sense. approach
1: can yield really right. interesting results. It kind of depends what you're looking for. Right, exactly. I wanted to challenge myself a little bit on this one to, to to have it be more of a kind of band record rather mm-hmm. than just a glorified solo project. <laughs> <know>? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, speaking of the band, I was looking at kind of the instrumentation that you had up o- online you know for each song it seems pretty varied like there's a lot of different like uh stuff going on some horns uh <laughs> that's right pedal steel i think i saw yeah sam who i've mentioned
1: uh several times now he <laughs> plays he's a really incredible pedal steel player as well that's great so he played a uh, classical guitar on one track and then a lot of electric guitar of different textures mm-hmm. and then pedal steel uh also nice. yeah yeah he's really good um
0: And you said it's a four-piece band. Mm -hmm. So do you guys kind of switch around when you're playing this live? Like, do you kind of get you know some multi-instrumentalists going, or
1: you know, our our live setup these days is fairly streamlined. So Mm -hmm. what you hear on the album is maybe going to be a little more lushly orchestrated than what you hear live. Um, So for instance, Sam might adapt a pedal steel part and play it on slide guitar, and Mm -hmm. so some of the notes and some of the vibe is there, but it's. not actually a pedal steel, right? Um, although sometimes we think about well, maybe we should bring the pedal steel to the show, it kind of depends. It that's kind of a pain to set up. So, mm. usually, you know how a typical rock show goes, you don't have a lot of time for sound yeah, check or set right. up in between bands. But if we ever had a really cushy situation where Mm
0: -hmm. You know, we get everything dialed in. Get everything dialed in. I could take your time. I could totally
1: imagine having Sam have his full expanded setup. (laughs) Just kind of (laughs) rotate
0: around. Yeah, I love
1: watching like (laughs) Austin City Limits and seeing these bands like with this huge stage and there's you know guitar techs who are like, oh, here you go. This is the guitar you need for this song. (laughs) It's like. It just right. its nice to watch that and have these fantasies. <laughs> of, oh, what would I do if yeah. I had all of these techs like st- setting up my gear? I might actually be more ambitious with a live show.
0: Yeah. One day, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'm not
1: counting on it. It's it's plenty, it's just fine to have the fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> i <was> say. <laughs> well,
0: and, and um, the music sounds, sounds great. Uh, how did uh, where did you record it at? I guess
1: we did most of the recording at uh, Soma in um. Wicker Park, Ukrainian Village. It's right, it was right next to the Rainbow. Um, okay. But it, it sort of closed down a year ago and became a private studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I think we were one of the last, I think this is probably one of the last albums to have been produced there. Oh, wow. There will be a new yes. Tortoise album sometime soon. And I think that that was largely produced there. So we were fortunate to, to work there for most of the recording and a lot of the mixing. We did some other recording at, um, the shape shop which is run by um nick Brosty, he did most of he did pretty much all of the engineering he was kind of like the the fifth or sixth band member while uh-huh. we were working on this album and he played um some of the horn parts oh, cool. he's a really great multi-instrumentalist um he runs a place called shape shop so we did a lot of the vocals there and then some of it was done i had a I used to work at School of the Art Institute of Chicago, oh, and nice. they had yeah. this residency for uh, staff and faculty where you could spend some time at this house in uh, New Buffalo, Michigan, that was left to the school by uh, the painter Roger Brown. So I had a residency oh. for two weeks, and I did a lot of the synths. That's and, and then we all got together and did fun stuff like you know auxiliary percussion some of the guitar mm. stuff we did there so um, most of it was soma but then we worked in some sessions in some of these other places
0: that's neat yeah well it all came together pretty well I'd say I, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward <laughs> I'm glad to, to hear that yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing another tune I think we're gonna give people another little taste here and then Let's we'll do get it. back to uh, some more chatting with Kevin from roommate again you're listening to Radio one Chicago.
2: When you left me in the wilderness, I didn't cry. Though I howled at the moon and scowled at the sky, And you left me.
0: track by roommates and we have kevin from the band kent. here kent sorry <laughs> my, my older brother's Apologies. name is
1: kevin no it's oh, okay close <laughs> yeah kidding. no I'm like do you know my brother are you are you my is second he here? grade teacher is he here? <laughs> <laughs> no uh, no that
0: song sounds really great though i was getting uh, kind of lost in. It. that's why i forgot your name for a second no that's okay that's okay <laughs> uh it's just like very like atmospheric like the the you know arrangement sounds really nice the way everything blends together i could I think it's a good way to kind of phase out our show as the sun's going down almost <laughs> yeah that is a good
1: sunset song yeah that's one that we all we all the the sort of band and high uh, uh, engineer hive Mine sort of yeah. came together and um, once a couple of synth parts came into the place then it was like oh let's just add more that's and, nice <laughs> yeah yeah and then at that residency I mentioned um, Seth our drummer had he felt like there needed to be an electronic clap sound that had a particular delay that was ah, in time nice. with the rest of the music. So we like totally dialed that in. Spent that's all cool. this time like getting the delay that yeah. we were using to just be the exact timing to hit at the right moment. Oh, that's um, awesome. So yeah, I think we all kind of fell in love with that that one. Which for me, it's just glorious because these often just start with me noodling around on a synth, and hmm. that felt like a very simple piano song right and i wasn't even sure if it you know belonged on a record uh but i decided to give it a shot and then it had this yeah kind of blade runner sci-fi mm-hmm. ending with the pedal steel swooping up and it ter- just transformed into something totally beyond what i ever imagined
0: yeah it's kind of interesting like with some of the with, even though they're just like simple songs like structurally like you never know like kind of what you could turn them into
1: yeah it's it's one of the great pleasures to me of of doing this is that sense of possibility and Mm -hmm. i always feel like the arrangement that ends up being uh recorded it's just the one that it's there's a lot of chance involved like Uh there's so many different possible lives for a song and you kind of just get certain people together there's certain factors that fall into place and then oh this is the version um so i love it when people revisit past uh like uh, will oldham bonnie prince billy uh, he did all these all this music as palace and -hmm. then Maybe ten, fifteen years later, he revisited some of his older songs and put it out as uh, under a different yeah. name. And they had more kind of traditional country arrangements. And hmm. I always love it when people kind of do that with their songbooks. Like yeah, that's sort of what some of what we did at the residency was taking songs that had been recorded one way a while ago, and I, I would play sing them with totally different musicians and mm-hmm. and uh, dig back into making new arrangements. So. Anyways,
0: that's really neat. Yeah. Well, so once again, the album is called Make Light. Make like. So I need to enunciate on the radio here. Yeah. Make like. Yep. And uh, where can people find your music online?
1: They can find it uh, at strangeweatherrecords.com. We also have a band camp, which is roommate.bandcamp.com. Um, the website that we're at is roommatemusic.com, and that leads you to. Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, And then also uh, local record stores. Okay. Your local independent record store should have a copy. And if they don't, request it and they can get it. There you go.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we were... uh, I'll have to tell people to go check out your band camp, too, because we we're admiring the, the profile picture there. Oh. <laughs> it looks like a, a an old family portrait. Sandra was trying to get me to uh, ask you about that.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> we, we went to uh, JCPenney Portrait <laughs> Studio in... Oh man, it it was near Oak Park, but I can't <laughs> okay. I can't remember the mall, the name of the mall. Our drummer Seth, it was his like childhood mall, so he was really oh, that's excited. Hilarious. Our previous record, which had slightly different personnel, we did it at Sears Portrait Studio, nice. Which they don't do portraits anymore at Sears, oh, so wow. JCPenney. Is a,
0: there you go. <laughs> is <place> we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, so people have to check that out on your Bandcamp, uh, roommate. Please do Band camp. Awesome. Well, thanks again. We're going to go out with uh, one more song. Okay, great. Um, from your new uh, album. Thanks for bringing that in. My pleasure. Uh, let us know if you, as you have uh, more shows. We'll uh, keep people posted at com and on social media and everything like that.
1: Great. Thank you so much, Matt.
0: All right. Once again, this is Roommate. Uh, thanks for listening to Radio One Chicago tonight.